You are listening to Destination Church Belfast weekly podcast. You can find us at www.destinationchurchbelfast.co.uk. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Happy listening. So we, we continue the, the, the series and uh, season of Becoming. And uh, this is the, the third message. The first one was trusting the process of becoming. Then we had last week, becoming the message in the mess. And this week is entitled, Becoming Less. And I, I have to say at this stage that the message is not what I expected. Uh, it's not where I thought the message was, uh, might be going. But I was clearly interrupted by the Spirit to, to go in this direction. And so I am encouraged and expectant because as best I'm able to discern, <laughs> this message was not my idea. Uh, so if that's the case and we yield to what he's doing, what is that on to? Where are we going to go with this? So Jesus is the reason for the season. And however much the, of this season is secular with Jesus having been sidelined, hidden, and literally crossed out of Christmas for generations. I mean, if that isn't the expression of the ultimate council culture, I don't know what is. We literally cross out Christ from, from Christmas. Jesus is the spiritual reason for the season, and he's not to be confused with the humanist spirit of Christmas, epitomized by what Colin talked about, the, the Christmas carol and, and Dickens. It's not that there isn't a message in that, but it's about a humanist spirit. It's not about the Christmas spiritual spirit. Uh, and the, at, at times we saw a thing on, oh, was it Friday? I mean, it was, frankly, it was nauseating, uh, nauseating uh, children's drivel with regards to toys, elves, uh, Santa, and the Christmas spirit, and the true meaning of Christmas. Jesus is the reason for this season uh, for those that have eyes to see and ears to hear. And as Colin has mentioned the last couple of uh, weeks, uh, I too have been significantly influenced by the, the festival of the nine lessons and carols. Uh, Wikipedia defines it as the story of the fall of humanity, the promise of the Messiah, and the birth of Jesus is told in nine Bible readings or lessons from Genesis, the prophetic books, and the Gospels, interspersed with the singing of Christmas carols, hymns, and choir anthems. And I can remember uh, as a, a boy in our good room, you only allowed it into the good room if there were like uh, things were happening. Dad had his sort of his little desk uh, bureau there where he, he, he did his work and stuff like But on Christmas Eve, you know, the Christmas lights were on and you'd walk in, and it was three o'clock, and it was, the radio was on, and you know the way uh, when, it's, when it's live, but there's obviously a crowd, but there, there's, the, you can, you know, you could hear a pin drop, but you can also hear that there are people there. They're not making noise, but you just aware. So there's this awareness, this very loud silence, and then out of the silence comes this chorister's, little chorister's voice, once in Lord, as the whole thing, as the whole thing starts. Uh, and 
as you would expect from a musicality point of view, perfect di diction and, and reverence. And then as a child growing up in Rosary Presbyterian Church back in the day, the Nine Lessons and Carols was a big thing. I mean, our choir was a, a, a really good choir. We actually would have put on the Messiah uh, with a, a couple of, uh, maybe a, a few uh, uh, ringers brought in, but basically we would have put on like a quality choir. And the Nine Lessons and Carols was a big thing because in those days, civilians never got the do anything from the front. There's always the minister would, would read, do the prayers, except things like uh, a guide service or BB or the nine lessons and carols. And the nine lessons and carols, there were representatives from the different organizations, and we had loads of organizations, so it wasn't necessarily the same people every time. And there's a big honor, and then they, they came up to the front, so it was like, whoa, what is this? Uh, there was this sort of anticipation about this event. It was serious performance, serious music, and it was a major thing. And over the, the decades, I have uh, developed a, a growing appreciation for the laying out of the story uh, and the, uh, of the Nine Lessons and Carols. And one year during Advent, I asked the Spirit for a greater revelation of the Christmas story. And at the Nine Lessons and Carols, I think Colin was actually on the pew at the time, um, I had a profound, profound experience of the, the Spirit. I was completely undone and ruined as I got this kind of revelation of just the absolute enormity of what Christmas is all about. And I have to confess that I have never recovered from that day. So the reason for the season. So when I reflect on the Christmas story, it is neither nice, nor warm, nor fuzzy, but rather it is a spectacular, cataclysmic event and happening on earth that shatters, of shattering significant, changing history and time itself. We went from before Christ to A.D., Anno Domini, the year of the Lord. This is now the year of the Lord. 2024 will be the year of the Lord. He is here. He is present. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And I, I can't really... Uh, I was thinking, you know, could Hollywood like do something that would just make that sort of, you know, those where the, the, the hit the ground, there's this sort of the whole world and everything around the person, maybe in the Marvel movie, hits the ground and everything starts to ripple out. The, the enormity of, of what actually happened is, is, is so hard to convey or, or articulate. For unto us, us, a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Everlasting Father, Mighty God, the Prince of Peace, of the increase of, their, of his government. There will be no end. Nothing, absolutely nothing compares to him. So let's try and get our, our heads around it, and it is 
mind-blowing. And actually, if we try to get our heads around it, we can't really get our heads around it. So it's got to be like a, a spirit-to-spirit thing. It's be over and beyond our comprehension. Colossians 1, 15 to 18 in the message says, We look at this sun and see the God who cannot be seen. We look at this sun and see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank of angels, everything got started in Him and finds its purpose in Him. So the very multitude of angels that declared to the shepherds, to the world, to the forces of darkness, to the cosmos and history itself, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men, that multitude started with him and finds its purpose in him. And the passage goes on. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up to this moment. And yet, and yet, he who held together the very substance of the manger he was placed in became a helpless baby. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, everything got started in him and finds his purpose in him. And yet, and yet him who holds together the very cosmos became human and was born a helpless baby. And yet he holds together the very expanse of the universe and that person can't find a room to be born in. What is that? What is that? What is that? We find the answer in the passage in Philippians 2, 68. Who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even to death on a cross. What was that? What is that? That is humility. That is humility. But what is that humility on to? The passage goes on, Philippians 2, 9-11, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Humility, humility, that is the Jesus way. That is the Jesus model. That is the Jesus example. 
And in the sovereignty of God, he sent a forerunner to, for Jesus, John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus. The angel appeared to Zechariah in Luke 1 and prophesied regarding John, for he will be great and distinguished in the sight of the Lord. He will turn many of the sons of Israel back from sin to love and serve the Lord their God. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous, which is to seek and to submit to the will of God in order to make ready a people perfectly prepared spiritually and morally for the Lord. And John said of himself in John 3.30, he, referring to Jesus, must become greater, I must become less. And of that forerunner, Jesus himself said in Luke 7.28, in the Philip's translation, translation, believe me, no one greater than John has ever been born, and yet a humble member of the kingdom of God is greater than he. Believe me, no one is greater than John has ever been born, and yet a humble member of the kingdom of God is greater than he. What is the greatness in the kingdom? And the answer to the question is always Jesus. The answer to the question left me hanging there. I thought you'd be right in there. Shows we're not, we're not indoctrinating you as much as, as you might think, that you actually have free will and can choose these things. The answer to the question is always Jesus. Christ in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Colossians 1.27. Glory to God, as the angel said. Glory to God. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Good will, good will toward men. God exalted Jesus to be his glory. The glory is the very essence of the person Jesus. Our less reveals him. We must become less. As his followers, we must become less. How do we become less? The we, the me, myself, I must become less. Our desire, my desire to have our way, the satisfaction of our needs and appetites must become less. We must deny ourselves. Matthew 16, 24, in the Amplified, Jesus says, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple. Time out. Willard defines disciple as a disciple or apprentice is simply someone who has decided to be with another person under appropriate conditions in order to become capable of doing what that person does or to become what that person is. Let me repeat that. A disciple or apprentice is simply someone who has decided to be with another person under appropriate conditions in order to become capable of doing what that person does or to become what that person is. That's what we're about. It's written on the wall. Read 
producing disciples. It's on the wall. So Jesus said, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests. Time out, deny. In other translations, the words are used, disregard, lose sight of, and forget himself and his own interests. Give up all right to himself. Jesus says, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering, or perhaps dying because of faith in me. And in my uh, Bible notes on my, my phone, you can add things in. And obviously, it's a very important verse to a lot of people because it's got a whole lot of little quotes. So the little freebie section here, I'm going to throw some uh, quotes out to you. Uh, Oswald Chambers paraphrase that verse as saying, let him deny his right to himself. Let him give up his right to himself to me. Dennis says, it's about death of soul dominance and its subordination to the spirit of man. Willard says it's about death to self, not death of self. And he goes on with one of those quotes. It's like, ooh, ooh. Right, so strap yourself in, brace yourself, deny yourself and follow Christ. Or deny Christ and follow yourself. Those are the options. And Spark says, this is another one as well, it is possible for us to have an outward relationship with the Lord and an inward relationship with ourselves. Why is denying self and becoming less so important? And at DCB and AMI Ireland, we talk about this a lot. We are disciples. That's what we're about. We're about discipling. But the discipler, Jesus said, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests. There is no plan B. The Spirit brought me back to this uh, point again, diverting me from my original message to this one. It was a key part of uh, Colin's message last week, and the Spirit wants it repeated. Colin said, there is a veil placed in front of what really matters that only the humble will take the time and pay the price to see through. And the, the play in words on that, inclusive of the vision to see through, is the intention to see through, as in to completion. And this instruction from the discipler to deny self, become less, has a present continuous tense application. We are instructed to take up our cross daily. Present continuous tense. Keep on keeping on. We are instructed to take up our cross daily. And as destination disciples heading for the destination, Jesus, we stay with it. We keep on keeping on daily, not just for the teaching series, but daily to see it through.
So what say you? I have a, a personal sound bite in the definition of humility, and it's simply this. It's not about me. It's not about me. And I appreciate that we can have some serious personal mess in our lives, dumped on us, created by us, a combination of both. And will our souls yield to the desire to lead, understand, and have its way? Uh, Colin shared Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 last week. His thoughts and ways are not ours, and they are higher. So even when your soul is screaming and your self-interest is desperate to know and to understand His ways are higher. His thoughts are greater than ours. We got to trust Him and let His ways and His thoughts be higher because they are. We got to settle ourselves in the reality of that truth. We must become less. The true spirit of Christmas is that Christ is glorified by, coming, by becoming less. And the humble, helpless child manifests the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, of the increase of His government and peace. There will be no end. Let His reign and rule be manifest here and now, that He might become greater in us and we might become less. He might become greater in us and through us. You know, as I was uh, preparing the message, I had a few uh, words of knowledge that there's some people here or listening on, on the, the podcast that they're uh, they, they have a duty, they have a call, they have a need to know and understand. Become less. Give it up. There's some people who, who think that to become less and to give it up is a loss and a restriction. That is not the truth. Become less and give it up. There's some people who your disappointment and mess is God's doing. You've got to blame someone, and as best you're able to, to see, it was His fault. It's the disappointment of your own self-interest that you're experiencing. Become less and give it up. For unto us, a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. Let the reign and the rule of the kingdom be here today. Let the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace be manifest right here and right now. Would the worship collective come up, please? And would you like to stand?
Let the kingdom come. Let the glory of the Son be manifest here and now. Let us deny ourselves and give it up. Some questions for your response. Do you need to deny yourself and become less that Jesus may become greater? Is it time, as best you're able, to trust Him and give up your, give up our need for control, our need for understanding, our need for justice, our need for self-reliance, our need for independence? Will you let His government and peace reign in you today? If you can say yes to any of those questions, please come forward. We're going to worship. been listening to Destination Church Belfast weekly podcast. Remember to check us out at www.destinationchurchbelfast.co.uk and have a great week.